Welcome to the podcast for Salem Baptist Church, where the senior pastor is Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Bacchus. Salem is located at 3131 Lake Street in Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. This podcast has been created as a mobile companion to your engagement with Salem. Whether you use it to listen to a service you are unable to attend or to revisit a sermon, we pray that this podcast will serve as a source of motivation and connection to a word-centered and spirit-led church that cares about your journey. Be sure to turn on your alerts as we deliver a variety of content to you. Don't miss out on church services, interactive Bible studies, and special interviews all here on Salem's podcast. Share the podcast with a friend or family member. Listen as you have your morning coffee, daily exercise, or travel to work. No matter when you are listening, we pray this episode blesses you.
Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, can you stand to your feet? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Come on, if you're grateful to be in God's house this morning, can we just get our, give God our great praise this morning? Those that are watching virtually, we, we greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for his mercy does endure forever. forever. Anybody grateful for God's mercy and his grace this morning? If you're grateful to be alive, can you tell the Lord thank you? If you're grateful for safe travel to the sanctuary, can you tell the Lord thank you? If you're grateful for the Lord covering you, can you tell the Lord thank you? Now come on and oh clap your hands all ye people and let us shout unto God with a voice of triumph for this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, we know that God is our hope, he is our joy, and he is our strength. Come on, we celebrate the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, we say, I'm not afraid. Come on, for you are. Come on, I'm not afraid. Come on, let's say it again. I'm not afraid. For you are with me. I'm not afraid. For you are with me. Come on, let's say, God, you are my hope. Come on. Come on, God, you are. Come on, God, you are my hope. All day long. Come on, clap your hands with us, for you are with me. Come on, I'm not afraid. For you are with me. Come on, y'all, let's take it. Come on, God, you are. Come on, we say, God, you are. You are my hope. Come on, my joy, my strength. Come on, my God. You are. Come on, my joy, my strength. All day long. Come on, you are. Come on, my joy, my strength. Come on, my God.
For you are with me. Come on, I'm not afraid. For you are with me. Come on, church, let's say, God, you are. Come on, God. Let's give him glory. Let's give him glory. He is our hope. And it is our prayer that the Lord continues to keep us day by day. Hallelujah. Lord, keep me day by day. Come on, in a pure and perfect way. How many want God to keep you? We want to live on. Come on, to a building not made by hand. Come on, everybody, great song of the church. Come on, let's sing. Lord, keep me. Hey. Come on, tell them in a pure and perfect way. And perfect. Come on, tell them I want to live. Come on, we want to live on. Come on, in a building not made. Come on, by hand. Come on. Perfect way. In a and perfect. And perfect way. Come on, I want to live. Come on, I want to live on. Come on, let me hear you. In the building. Come on, by hand. Come on, we can testify together. Come on, say, Lord.
Lord, I want to live, and I want to live on in a building not made by hands. I want to welcome all of you, my brothers and sisters, both virtually and here live in the sanctuary of the Salem Baptist Church. I want to welcome you here to worship on this morning. We pray something said or done will give you a reason to keep pressing your way toward the mark of Jesus' high calling. Amen. 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 Under the direction of Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Backers, we are doing all we can to make sure that you are in the number when we cross over on that glorious day. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks on this day for giving us another opportunity to come and worship you in spirit and in truth. God, we know that times are still hard. We know that we are going through some very tumultuous and difficult situations. But Lord, someone said that we keep our hands in your hand. Everything's going to be all right. And so, God, we are, we are trusting on today that you will lead us and guide us into all truth. As we worship you in spirit and in truth on today, it is in Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say together, amen. We'll now be led further in worship with music from our music and fine arts ministry.
He's never failed me yet. over my life and I think things over, uh, I have a testimony and I just believe that that testimony on today is he's never failed me yet, amen? He's never, never failed us yet. Let us prepare our hearts and minds for prayer this morning. Be reminded as we prepare if you feel the need to Hold a hand. Make sure you're only holding the hands of those that you came in with. As we continue to be mindful of our COVID protocols, as we strive to keep everybody safe as we worship in this place. Uh, let us stand as we're able. And as we're standing, want you to be mindful of all of our elected officials those serving at the federal, state, and local level, and all of our military personnel, those that are hospitalized this week, Infant Clementine Nielsen Jackson, Sister Jacqueline Jones, and Sister Darcy Robbins Brown. Then there are those that stand in the need of ongoing and continual prayer, Sister Norma Bell, Sister Raven Nelson, Sister Angela Ross, trustee, Nate Brown, Brother O.C. Coleman, Brother Shannon Dunlap, Brother Dwayne Jenkins, Brother Fred Longino, Brother Derek Spivey, Deacon Don and Shirley Thompson, Brother Derek Wakefield. Then there are those that stand in the need of prayer due to the loss of a loved one the family of our former member, Carol, Carl K. Moorhead. Our member, Parker Jones, the widower of Beulah Jones. Sister Denise Jackson and Gayla Lloyd in the loss of their cousin, Thurman Cotton. Brother Lonnie Michael in the loss of his godmother, Linda Brooks. Deacon Lynn and Sister Deb Fryson in the loss of his mother, Beauty Fryson Locke. And Sister Nicole Hartnett in the loss of her mother, Martha Hartnett. Wake services be held this Tuesday, October 12 from 6 to 8 from the Thomas Funeral Home and the homegoing celebration will be on Wednesday, October 13 at 11 o'clock right here from this sanctuary. Let us now go to the Lord in prayer. God, we just come on today standing on your word. And the reason, God, that we stand on your word is because throughout all of our lives, through each and every step we take, each and every breath we take, Lord, you've never failed us yet. Heartaches, 
disappointments, pain, various kinds of suffering, bad choices, good choices, oppression, marginalization, lack of income, lack of housing, lack of jobs. When people look at us and don't see us as human beings. But God, because we're standing on your word, you've never failed us yet. Somehow or another, God, you continue to make a way out of no way. Somehow or another, God, you continue to lift us up. You continue to turn us around. You continue to place our feet on solid ground. God, you've always kept your word. And you've never failed us yet. Lord, we know that there are those living in our communities that need to know you in the pardoning of their sin. There, God, there are those that need to know you as Lord and Savior. There's somebody out there, God, that needs one of us in here to touch them so that they will know that your spirit moves from heart to heart and breast to breast. And even if they don't know you, when we touch them, God, we know that your spirit will move in their lives. So allow us, God, to be unashamed of your gospel. Allow us to be unashamed of your word so that we may go into a sick and dying world touching those that need a touch and, 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 and healing those that need to be healed and loving those that need to be loved and helping those that need to be helped and, and supporting those that need to be supported. Lord, because you've never failed us yet. And we thank you, God, for everything you do for us even when we don't deserve it. That stuck with me from last week. There's so much that God does for us that we don't even deserve. But nonetheless, God is faithful to his word. Praise the Lord. God, we ask that you bless those that are sick and are shut in list. Those that are struggling in mind, body, and spirit. God, you have showered multiple blessings upon the Salem Baptist Church and all of our members. We're going to ask God that you continue to pour out blessings upon us as we seek and strive to be faithful to the mission that you've given us here on this corner. Continue to empower, embolden, and enlighten our spiritual leader, Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Backers, Lord. Let him teach us. Let him lead us. Allow him to guide us, but most importantly, Lord, allow him to love us as you love him. Be with us as we continue to worship you in spirit and in truth, and we'll be ever so careful to give your name all of the honor, the glory, and the praise. This is your servant's prayer, and for all those who hear and believe on this day, let us say together, amen, amen, and amen. Good morning, Salem. This is the day the Lord has made, and let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen.
When they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord, I was glad about it. So for those of you that are in virtual sanctuary, we are so grateful for you, and we're grateful for you that are here in the sanctuary. Uh, the Lord has really, really blessed us. He's never failed us yet. That's a theme song that I think we all need to keep in our hearts. He has never failed us yet. And 16 years ago, 16 years ago, we prayed, we prayed, and we prayed. And what did God do? He blessed us with a pastor after his own heart. Reverend Selwyn Quinton Backus. 16 years ago, God has never failed us. And we're thankful that God blessed us with a, a pastor. So we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate our pastor next Sunday on the 17th of October. We're going to celebrate him at the 10 o'clock service, at the 12 o'clock service for 16 years of being a pastor of the Salem Baptist Church. And we're thankful. We're thankful to God. Amen. And let me tell y'all something. Y'all might not know this, but when Pastor Backus got here 16 years ago, I didn't see any gray hair on his head then, and I still don't see any. So the Lord is keeping him real good. Isn't that right? Amen. Amen. And so I'm thankful. And, you know, if 16 years from now, he might not still have any gray hair. Amen. Amen. We're grateful. But anyway, on next Sunday, Reverend Reginald Backus is from Chicago, Illinois, is going to be our guest pastor. And uh, we're just looking forward to it. We want to invite you in uh, for that celebration uh, that we're going to have next, next Sunday. Uh, and and he's, uh, he's the brother, older brother of Pastor Backus. And I'm telling you if, you, if you miss that service, you're going to be missing something because he can really, really preach the word, the word of God. And we're so glad that he's going to be with us. And so to show our appreciation and our love for our pastor, I'm going to ask us to consider a special gift. This, this is a tradition that Salem uh, does every year. We, we, uh, we, we honor our pastor and his family for the service that they've provided in the community and to us, praying for us, helping us, teaching us, preaching the word of God and, and supporting uh, this family, uh, Salem family. So I want us to, to, to bless that family real good. If you came in today and, and you were given an envelope for you that are in the sanctuary, there's a special anniversary envelope that you can put a, a gift for the pastor and his family. And, and if, you don't, if you don't have one of those, at the, at the very bottom of, of, uh, of this envelope, this is the regular offering envelope, you can just put other in the other section. You can, uh, you can put a special gift in there for the pastor and indicate that it's for his anniversary. So I, I, would, I would invite all of us to, to support our pastor in this 16th anniversary, show him how much we love him, him and his family. And there are other ways that you can give uh, virtually, I mean, uh, uh, electronically, and those, those ways will be indicated later. But I, I want you to join me in celebrating our pastor to show him how much we love him. Can, would you be willing to do that? Would you be willing to do that? Praise God. Thank you. God bless you. Have a good day. Thank you, Deacon Smith. Uh, he's right, I don't have any gray hair in my head, but there's plenty on my face, amen? Well, we welcome each of you who are 
worshiping with us both in the sanctuary and the virtual sanctuary of the Salem Church. What a blessing it is to be able to worship the Lord today in spirit and in truth. Very quickly, uh, there are a few things we want to highlight. We want to uh, thank God today as we annually uh, praise God for our ushers, greeters, and nurses in the month of October, and we thank God for each and every one of them and the ministry that they render. It is sometimes a thankless job, but let's put our hands together for our ushers, greeters, and nurses. On Tuesday, October 12th, we'll be having a drive-through flu vaccine, vaccine clinic from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. here uh, on the campus of the Salem Church. Please take full advantage of that. On Wednesday, October 3rd, we'll be having a drive-through COVID vaccine clinic from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we want to thank our community partners for assisting us in making uh, both of those clinics available. On Wednesday, October 27th, we're going to be having corporate prayer, uh, prayer rather, via Zoom. Uh, that's again Wednesday, October 27th at 6:30 p.m. Uh, we are six months out from our centennial celebration as a church family, and uh, what we're seeking to do is each corporate prayer uh, from November all the way through April. We're saying 99 and a half won't do. So we're trying to get 100, at least 100 people to sign in uh, through Zoom for our uh, corporate prayer. And so, again, we're asking you Wednesday, October 27th, to be a part of this powerful corporate prayer experience. On Saturday, October 30th, beginning at 10 a.m., we're going to have our drive-through harvest festival so bring your kids your grandkids your nieces and nephews drive them through the circle here at the church we will give them lots of candy and send them home with you amen amen so please come through uh, again uh, that's uh, Saturday October 30th those who wish to uh, give them some candy you can do that between Monday and uh, Monday through Friday 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. We thank each and every one of you for your continued support. Those who are members of the Salem Church, your dedication, your stewardship allows us to continue to do ministry here at the Salem Church and to our ministry partners all across the country. We thank you for your prayers and your support as well. There are various platforms by which you are able to give. You can mail them here to the church. You can drop them by the church office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. You can give through PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, GiveLify, and text to give at 402-543-3316. We are simply managers and stewards of what God has given us. And we are to return to him a portion of that which he has given us unto us. We share this affirmation. It is an affirmation of what we believe about giving here at the Salem Baptist Church. We plant good seed in good soil and we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. We plant good seed in good soil and we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. If you believe it, put your hands together and praise the Lord.
And certainly for those who are in person worshiping with us, there will be persons at the doors as you exit the sanctuary to receive your tithe and your offering. We're going to move forward now and ask our music and fine arts ministry to lead us further in worship.
I'm going to ask you to stand in reverence to the Word of God. Turn with us to the Old Testament book of 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 17, beginning at verse 1. First Kings chapter 17, beginning at verse 1. And the word of God reads, And Elisha the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Lord's word is blessed. I'm going to talk today for a few minutes by the help of God and the Holy Spirit from this simple subject, making it through the dry season making it through the dry seasons. The truth is, all of us have dry seasons in our lives where those seasons where spiritual or emotional drought, a drought rather, has stripped the landscape of our lives of all things necessary to nurture and develop us. Those dry seasons that seem to drain away the refreshing dew of hope and happiness and dreams. Well, the good news is is that you can make it through those dry seasons in your life. And we find the prophet Elijah in our text on today in the middle of a dry season that he has prophesied about. And it's not even a dry season of his own doing. The Lord has caused a drought a drought to cover all Israel because of the sin, rebellion, disobedience, and idolatry of Israel's king and the Lord's people. Yet the prophet Elijah has to suffer through this drought as well. And in this text on today, we learn some simple lessons on making it through your dry season. The first is to trust God's directions. Trust the Lord's uh, directions. Uh, Listen, there's no better instruction that any of us can receive during those dry seasons in life than those instructions from the Lord. You see, we have to understand that the Lord gives us direction in all of our life seasons, and yet it's critical to follow him during our dry seasons seasons. Oh yes, I have to admit that it may be difficult because of all that we might be experiencing, but we have to trust God's directions in the dry seasons of life. Listen how it's exemplified in the life of Elijah in the text. 
on today. On two occasions in, these sec in this section of scripture, God gives what would seem to be unrealistic and unlikely directions. In verses 1 through 3, he says, And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabit inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And then the Lord gives further directions in verses 8 and 9. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Now again, these are unrealistic and unlikely or directions that the Lord gives Elijah. And yet we see that Elijah follows the directions of the Lord. Now, Elijah knows that these directions don't really make sense. You see, God is sending Elijah to a place to be sustained that really does not make sense. In verse 1, Elijah has made the declaration and proclamation that the Lord has directed him to give. There shall be no dew or rain these years except by my word. He's made this declaration and proclamation that there would be a drought in the land, no dew and no rain. There would, be a cat, there would be catastrophic conditions as a result of the drought in the land. And yet, the first direction the Lord gives Elijah is to go hide by the brook Cherith. Now, this first direction, again, had holes in its logic. Understand, God tells Elijah to go hide by a brook. And from my geological, geographical, and environmental insights, the last place I want to be in a drought is by a brook. Because the rain feeds the brook. Which means if there is no rain, the brook is going to dry up. So the first source of water that's going to dry up Elijah could have said to the Lord, is the place you're sending me? Uh, and I'm not sure about anybody else who's watching or in the sanctuary. I would have had to have some questions. Lord, you're going to send me and direct me to the first place that's going to dry up. But Elijah trusted God's directions and went to the brook Cherith. And then... The Bible says the brook dries up. It was after that that God gives Elijah another set of directions. Arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Now, Elijah has displayed his trust in God's directions when he went to the brook 
cherith. And now he really has to display his trust in the Lord. And there are at least two reasons. Uh, first, God tells Elijah to go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon. And understand, family of God, in verse 1, Elijah had given the pro a prophetic declaration that there would be a drought in the land to King Ahab. Now understand Ahab for political alliances had married a woman named Jezebel. Jezebel was known for her worship of idol gods and she was also known for killing the prophets of the Lord and the same Jezebel was the daughter of the king of Sidon. Now in verse 8. God has directed Elijah the prophet to go to the country where Jezebel, the prophet hater and killer, had her father as the king. The Lord has just directed Elijah to jump out of the frying pan and into the fire. And to do that, God tells Elijah, when you get to Zarephath, there's a widow woman that I put in place to take care of you. Now, understand in the time of the text, a widow in that society could barely take care of herself. And the Lord is directing Elijah to move under these circumstances that are difficult to understand and comprehend. Go down, there's a woman there who can barely take care of herself and her family, and she's going to take care of you. Yet, Elijah trusts the directions of the Lord, and he moves at the Lord's command. And I believe that Elijah is able to do this because of three simple interrelated building blocks of trust that are so simple, all of us should learn how to live by them. Uh, we, we need to trust the directions of the Lord because uh, the Lord knows where we've already been. Now, I know that seems simple, but let's look at Elijah. Elijah is a biblical prophet. He's prophesying and declaring what says the Lord, and he's not doing this under civil, courteous, and accommodating conditions. Elijah is preaching and prophesying to a king and a country that's fallen into idolatry and unfaithfulness to the God that brought them out of bondage. He had protected them against their enemies attacks and again he uh, Elijah is prophesying uh, while there's a wicked king and queen ruling the country this means that Elijah's life is on the line at every minute and every turn but he trusted God to speak on God's behalf and therefore was putting his life in the Lord's hands. With all of the danger that surrounded him, Elijah was still alive and still prophesying, and that's why Elijah was able to trust God's directions because he knew that the Lord had been watching him and protecting him and defending him and shielding him from all of his enemies. And Elijah says, I'm going to trust the Lord's directions even when it does not make sense, because every time I've trusted him before, he's come through on my side. 
Every time I've trusted him before, he has rewarded my trust. And every child of God on today ought to be able to trust the Lord's direction because uh, he knows what we've been through. He knows what we have experienced. He knows because he was there with us. He knows because he brought us through what we've already been through. And we should trust him because the songwriter says he was there all the time. So we trust the Lord's directions because he knows where we've been, but also because uh, he knows where we are. Well, that should be good news for some child of God on today. Uh, you see, for Elijah in the text on today, it meant that God knew Elijah was under duress. Elijah uh, the Lord knew that Elijah was on the hit list of Ahab and Jezebel. God knew that he was not carrying out his commands in a palatial and luxurious permanent place to live. The Lord knew that Elijah had given up all other pursuit in pursuit of the Lord and the message of the Lord. Elijah knew that the Lord knew exactly where he was. Oh, thank the Lord today. And for someone who's in the sanctuary or in the virtual sanctuary, that should cause you to trust in the Lord even more. I want to remind you that the Lord knows where you are. He knows where you are in life. He knows the difficulties on your job. He knows the challenges to your faith. He knows the questions about the, your health. He knows the instability of your relationships. He knows the disappointments in your friendships. He knows the uncertainty you feel about your future. He knows the weariness of your spirit. But I want to remind you that the Lord knows where you are right now in your life. And that's why he wants you to trust him. And that's why I love the Lord Jesus so much because the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 4 that when he became flesh, he was tempted as we uh, are, but yet he was without sin. So he knows where you are and he knows what you're going through. So we ought to trust him because he knows where we've been. We ought to trust him because he knows where we are. But then we ought to trust him because he knows where he's sending us. He knows where he's sending us. Notice here in this text in verse 2, the Lord says to Elijah, go eastward and hide by the brook Cherith. And then in verse 8 he says, arise and go to Zarephath. Now on this occasion, he tells Elijah the details about where he's going and his plans for him. The truth is, uh, there will be occasions that the Lord will give you directions and he may not give you all the details. And the fact remains, if he gives you directions, he knows where he's sending you. He knows where he's sending you whether you know it or not. 
And that's because the Lord has a plan and a purpose for your life. And that's why he speaks to you as his child. And along with that, wherever the Lord is sending you, the Lord has already been. He already knows what awaits you. He's already prepared what is necessary to bless you and to keep you and sustain you. Have you ever wondered how you survived that dry season in your life that you did not think you could survive? It's because the Lord had already been there. Have you ever went through something that you thought would make you lose your mind and you made it through with most of your mind? It's because the Lord had already been there. Have you ever lost a job and you thought you would not find another and the Lord made a way out of no way? That's because the Lord had already been there. Have you ever had a broken relationship that you surely thought would cause you to forever have to live with a broken heart and yet you trusted the Lord and he healed your heart? It's because the Lord had already been there. Again, it shouts me because he knows where we're going. And sometimes the information is on a need-to-know basis for you and for me. And he does that because he knows if he gives us too much information up front, we would celebrate too fast and think we've blown up and we will blow up what he's already set up before he, we even show up. Trust the Lord's direction because he knows what we've gone through, because he knows where we are, and because he knows where he's sending us. But not only must we trust God's direction during these dry seasons in life, but we must trust God's provision. Because what the Lord does, and I've shared this with you before, is that he uh, provides through unlikely resources. He says, go to Zarephath, and I've put in place a widow woman there to take care of you. Now, remember, he provides through unlikely resources. Initially, he provides through a brook and some ravens. Uh, ravens, by nature, are ravenous. So they take care of themselves first and foremost. They are scavengers, so whatever it is that they can gather to take care of themselves, it is for them. So the Lord caused these ravens to go against their own very nature. Unlikely resources. And then he sends them to Zarephath, to a widow woman who once again could barely take care of herself and her son because when Elijah shows up, he says, uh, make me a piece of bread. And uh, the woman says, listen, uh, I have some meal and oil enough to make my son and myself some bread. We're going to eat it. We're going to sit down and die. That, that's the last that we have. 
And the Lord says, I'm going to use this widow woman who has nothing to take care of the prophet. And I want to tell you, the Lord can provide through unlikely resources. If you've been down, somebody knows what I'm talking about. If you've been down to your last dime and the Lord stepped in and provided and he did it through some unlikely sources and resources, you really ought to testify and you ought to give the uh, Lord glory uh, that you can witness that he'll use unlikely resources. The person that was trying to get you fired ended up having to give you a raise. He can provide through unlikely resources. So you ought to trust his provision because he can, he can provide through unlikely resources. But as well, uh, what I love about the Lord is he provides through as-needed resources. I told you just a couple of minutes ago that when Elijah shows up, uh, he says to the woman, make me a piece of bread first. Um, and if you do so, uh, the Lord will take care of you and your son. Now, I pointed this out to you before, but, but notice it does not say that the Lord gave uh, this woman the meal and the oil to feed herself and the prophet for days and weeks and months down the road. No. What the text suggests is is that he didn't cause overflow, but every time she went to get some oil, And every time she went to get some meal, whatever she needed at that moment in time, the Lord provided. Did you hear what I said? Uh, the Lord provided on an as-needed basis. So, so the oil was not overflowing and the meal was not overflowing, but every time she went to get some, uh, there was enough oil there to provide and there was enough meal there to provide for her and the prophet and her son. And I'm so glad that the Lord provides on an as-needed basis. Do I have a witness here? Uh, I may not know what I'm going to need and have in three or four months, but I know when I get there, the Lord's going to provide exactly what I need. Do I have a witness today? I may not know how much I'm going to have uh, three or four months down the road, but I know uh, that when I get there, the Lord will provide everything I need. Do I have a witness today? Uh-huh, that's why uh, Jesus said uh, in his, uh, in the model prayer, uh-huh, he said, give us this day our daily bread. 
Do I have a witness today? And he was referring when the children of Israel were making their exodus from Egypt on their way to the promised land. Uh-huh. Every morning uh, when they came out of their domiciles, uh-huh, there was manna on the ground uh, enough for the day. Do I have a witness? Uh, and so they'd eat on Monday. Uh, and when they woke up on Tuesday, they'd go outside uh, and there was manna on the ground. They'd eat on Tuesday, go to bed at night, rest well because they knew when they got up on Wednesday, they could go outside and there'd be manna enough for the day. And they could go to sleep on Wednesday night and rest peacefully because uh, they knew uh, when they got up Thursday morning uh, there'd be enough to make sure uh, they got through uh, Thursday. Uh, do I have a witness? Uh, and so uh, I'm trying to tell someone uh, who's watching uh, uh, right here in the sanctuary uh, uh -huh, this Sunday night uh, I don't want you to be tossing and turning uh, when you go to bed on tonight uh, because God will, uh, I said God will provide. Uh, go to bed on tonight uh, and rest well uh, and rest in peace uh, because uh, when you wake up uh, in the morning, uh, you may not see uh, that it's enough for Friday, uh, but you will uh, see he's provided enough for Monday. Uh, do I have a witness? Uh, well, I need, I, I, I need uh, to know if there's anybody here who will tell the Lord thank you uh, in advance. Uh, I'll tell him thank you uh, in advance uh, because he may uh, not come uh, when I want him to come. Uh, but I know today uh, he's always uh, right on time. Uh, do I have a witness? Uh, somebody needs to tell him uh, thank you. Uh, for being an on-time God. Uh, thank you for showing up right on time. Uh, tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. Yeah, thank you. Lift those hands uh, wherever you might be. Tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. Yeah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Yeah, 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 yeah,
make it through your dry seasons. You can make it through your dry seasons. You can make it through your dry seasons. Because the Lord will provide. He'll provide through unlikely resources and as needed resources. But you can have that, only have that kind of assurance that He will if you have a relationship with Him, if you know Jesus Christ for yourself. So we extend the invitation even at this moment that if you've not trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that this is your moment, this is your time, this is your opportunity. Romans 10 reminds us if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for the sins of the world, that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And if you've not made that confession of faith and you're here in the sanctuary immediately following the benediction, our deacons will be waiting for you at the information center just outside the sanctuary. If you are a part of our virtual sanctuary and you want to make that confession of faith, please reach out to us at 402-455-1000, option three. Or if you know the Lord and you don't have a church home, don't have a church family, if you're here on site with us, those deacons will be waiting for you so that you can become a part of the Lord's church here at the Salem Church. Again, if you are in our virtual sanctuary, please reach out to us at 402-455-1000, option three. Why don't you make a decision for, him, for Jesus on today? hope and pray that you have made a decision for the Lord on today. Those in the sanctuary of the Salem Church, you may be seated. Immediately following the benediction, our ushers will escort you out of the sanctuary from the front to the rear. So glad to see each and every one of you. And for those who are part of our virtual sanctuary, we praise God for you on today. Let's bow our heads. Again, Lord, we are thankful that your word reminds us that we can make it through our dry seasons. And we thank you that you are with us even in those most difficult of moments. And now unto him who's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his glory with exceeding great joy to the only wise God be glory, dominion, and power both now and forever. And the people of God in the sanctuary of the Salem Church all across the city, all across this state, all across the country, and all across the world said together, amen, amen, and amen. And we yet believe the best season of your life is just ahead.